Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real ghost chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Once in a while, Mary Ann will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, the supernatural. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode. Welcome to Real Ghost Chatter. I'm Marianne Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, a charter member of a wonderful group of authors called Author Masterminds, and your host of Real Ghost Chatter. If you'd like to know more about me or my writings, please visit marynnpoll.com. If you'd like to know more about Author Masterminds, please go to authormasterminds.com. Richard Knight, whose former pen name was JLR Writer, is joining us again today, and I am so excited. Richard is an American Christian thriller author. He combines the two elements to create realistic thrillers with deep meaning. One of his quotes, which he says is still true, is, I stand on the high places, shouting a warning to wake the people, just like wisdom calling for those to dine at her table. Under his pen name, JLR Writer, Richard wrote Crazy, the Inimical, to Pray and To Pray To, The Return of Lilith. His growing fan base overseas calls him the next black Stephen King of Christian thrillers. I want to welcome you to the show, Richard. Oh, I'm so glad to be back for round two. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the bell ding, 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 round two? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn the show over to you. To tell us some of your experiences, I know you've had several. I just pick the first one you want to do and go for it. Okay. I definitely want to talk about what's been going on through the week with one of the ladies that I take care of. For people who are not too familiar with Crosby and Newport area, that's the area that I work at that pretty much started, the, I guess I would say the influence the movie of Portuguese. The things that I've been seeing over there from the last time that we talked, it was about like uh, little images of either it was an old woman or an old man that that kept coming in and out of the hall. But this week, it's just it's just been a lot of banging on the windows, walls. My patient will see shadows coming out of the front door. That actually was kind of hair raising when when you see your your patient look at you with this help helped me look in her face where she just looked so helpless and she was so scary where she like squeezed onto my hand and she, and she was telling me like like what are they doing they keep coming in and she'll I tell her to count let me know how many and she'll say like two then now it's five or now it's seven and it's, it's just weird you know because like I couldn't see it but I just felt that something was over there in that corner so time to time I would get up and try to walk over there just to make her feel better but uh, definitely been experiencing experiencing that, and like like I said, it, it's just crazy because that's all that's new to me to seeing this stuff. Because I wasn't the kind of person that actually truly truly believed in it. I, I guess, mm-hmm. but uh, just to know more of the spiritual journey that I've been upon now for the past couple of years, it kind of like everything just start kind of connecting to let me understand 
the supernatural realm and how important it is to stay protected with God's word. Mm-hmm. Do you pray and over her and with her? I, yeah, I, I try to. I try to see the thing is I try to make sure that she's in agreement because one thing that I've learned in seminary is if you pray with somebody and they're not in agreement, then it's just like it's nothing. But if that person is aware and 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 deep down they want this prayer that you're going to do, then it works a lot better. That's that's just something that I just learned for prime examples of of things that I learned in seminary. Well, and you know, it, the Bible says where two or more are gathered in my name, uh-huh. I will be. And I I would assume that also means that we have to be in agreement. Exactly. In our prayers. That's the key word. Like when everyone's together, that means that they're all one accord. So like it's just it just kind of be like, say, like I didn't know anything about Christ and you just wanted to pray. You just you just started praying, you know, just praying. And I'm just looking at you like, what is she doing? (laughs) (laughs) And I just I just fake. I just I just throw my hands up or fake. And that's what people do sometimes, but that's why a lot of times prayers don't be answered. Right. Right. So so you've heard the knockings, right? You told me that. Yeah, uh, I, I've been. I like. I every time I hear it, I, I'll try to get up and walk the the home. And sometimes I have to go outside and check to make sure there's nothing out there that's going on. You know, because like right. I said, I'm, I'm naturally protective, so I don't want anything to happen. I try to go in and, and look. And then time to time, when I'm studying, when I'm working on something or working on writings while she's sleeping, and then I'll see like something from the corner of my eye. Like my peripheral will always be active. Mm-hmm. And and it's one of those things where that you know the hairs just thinking about it now makes the hair on the back of my neck stand because uh-huh. <laughs> I can't I can't it's just it's just crazy I understand now why a lot of people don't talk about it because mm-hmm. if you never experienced it people are just gonna rub it off like ah oh, whatever you know active imagination it's like there's no way why would I want to have an active imagination when I'm at work you know so it's like nah. Yeah, it's just so much different. It's just so different. Well, and does, and actually, it sounds like what you're facing there is not friendly. It's not, and it's sneaky, and <laughs> and yeah, that, you know, it just that feels just. Well, it does. It feels creepy. Yeah, it, uh, to me, the most activity is usually around the kitchen, and going into the garage, and then back down the hall, going into the bedrooms. That's pretty much the most active where. Sometimes if you look into that dark area, you'll see like a um, shape shifting shadow that would like hop off the wall or move. It's just weird. Oh, and and it's just one of those things where I just try to shake it off because I'm not trying to let fear interfere with anything. No, no more. Right. So for me, it's a battle. As soon as I see it, I, I start trying to prepare myself for a battle. Uh huh. And and for the listeners, let them know how you prepare for that battle. Oh, I, I have to clothe myself in prayer. Like I I try my best to to call upon father our heavenly father and then ask for the anointing and the protection and the, uh, the protective shield around me and sometimes i read the ephesians chapters uh to get my body and the armor and the, the armor right of protection God. and the, yeah and the sword which is the holy word and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you know i'm not perfect sometimes i forget and i just go into human mode where i just be like show yourself i'm not afraid of nobody <laughs> <laughs> And I have to like bring myself back to earth. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is not a human being. I can't just go one on one with this thing. <laughs> no, you, no, we can't. Not without God, not without the shield of faith. <laughs> yeah. Cause sometimes, you know, I, spirit. yeah, sometimes I go in there cocky where I'm like, you, you're not scaring nobody. Reveal yourself. Let's see what's up. And then 
That's dumb. <laughs> I've heard that more than once. <laughs> so, but it's, I know we aren't supposed to be afraid either. Yeah. So, and the so, thing is, you know, I try not to be, but sometimes it gets to you. you know, like, I'm not perfect. Like there, there'd be certain nights where I'll hear, like last time, like I, I swore I thought I heard her call for me. And then when I go down through through the room, through the living room, and, I'm, and I see her, she's sound asleep, snoring it up. So I'm like, who in the world called out to me? Oh, my. And, and a lot of times, you know, I heard, I hear that a couple of times. Or sometimes I will see like a image where I know it's a male figure, an older male, like an old man, like a grandpa kind of figure. But I know it's not a grandpa. I'm just going to be 100 with everybody that's listening. But that that is not what that is. And, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just a weird, stale feeling in the atmosphere and then sometimes there'll be a stench that'll move but it won't stay so that's how i know it's an unclean spirit Mm -hmm. so but yeah you just got to be protected and then what makes it so interesting is that one day the other day i asked the owner like when did they buy the house and they got it back in around 1990 so that kind of put me in a position to where she didn't get any symptoms until 2012 really so that made me think from what other people that lived in that community said that certain people were in the houses going mad. And it just made me realize kind of like, is that's what happened to her? Like, what, did something hit her to the point to where she went mad because they purchased that home? And that's the mystery of it, though, that I can't put my finger on. But just the fact that I know that they were living there before she got to where she's at, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you think even more about dang like what happened does she ever leave the house uh time to time but not much now the reason i asked is because a lot of times when that is happening in a house if people leave the house they get better oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah when she does go out she she does feel like she wants to sit outside all day she doesn't really want to go back in the house okay that makes sense yeah and now it makes me understand why she's always trying to leave where she wants to leave oh that's a horrible thing i mean it's almost like you need to get somebody in there to clean it. I think so, but you know, I like I'm I'm still I would say I'm still just trying to see if I can get her husband to understand and maybe then I'll be able to, if he asks, you know, then I'd be glad to help him get that situation taken care of. Right, right. It's has it gotten worse since in the last couple of weeks since we talked? Well, since we talked, yeah, I would say just just the shadow figures that she's been seeing, but not super active, I would say. But it, this week has been pretty active, like mentally upon her, because it sometimes she'll just some she'll be nasty for some reason for a split second. Mm-hmm. That's how I know that it's just it's just stuff that's going on that it just doesn't sit right. Where I know that this is more than just a sickness that scientists and doctors check off their list. Is deeper right. than that. Yeah, it's absolutely deeper than that. I don't know how long I could handle that situation myself. You're doing very well at it. Yeah, I'm trying. I, I try. I try my best every day before I go out there on the shift. I stand outside and before I get in my car, and I try to even. I pray like twice normally. I, I pray when I get there. Mm-hmm. I pray before I leave because it's no joke, man. Like people in them areas losing their minds and people and getting sick and it is this that's something that i don't want to tag along with me gosh no <laughs> no and i think you said that last time we talked was that literally it is not just her house it is that neighborhood yeah it's pretty much the neighborhood the community it has this this feel upon it and certain people that experience things like 
families that have been saying their garage door would go up and down like crazy in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. They're trying to sleep, and the next thing you know, you hear your garage door slamming down and slamming back up. You know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's flushing out of nowhere, continually flushing. Where they don't like it's like someone's trying to hold on, hold holding down on the on the the knob that flushes the toilet. Uh huh. Yeah, stuff like that. And then again, the black ants. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, black snake, dead birds, stuff like that in people's yards. In the poltergeist house, the one that you know is about a block or two away. Mm-hmm. Do people still live in that house? Um, I think another family moved in. Wow. It's been on the market for a while. I was surprised that someone actually moved in, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that was not, if anybody has seen Poltergeist, there's no way I'd want to be in that situation. I know they fictionalized it quite a bit, but literally anything like that, even a tiny like that, tiny amount like yeah. that. But, you know, that's the thing. Some some people get invested into these homes that they invest so much that they can't pull out. Right. And, and by the time they realize that they don't got the money right at the moment to just get up and leave. That is a scary thought, you know, that you're stuck in this place or you're homeless. Yeah. There's been one case where a family actually got up. They had no money, whatever, but they literally got up and they drove to another state. And, they never and people these days, I think they're aware. You'd think they were aware if they were buying a house in that neighborhood, but maybe not. Yeah, maybe I, you know I think a lot of them think they can take it like oh it's nothing and they're getting yeah. i know you told me about the people that got cancer all in one house yeah and- the, 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 yeah the, um from what i remember reading like i don't know if it was the wife or her i think it was their daughter and then other family members that like soon as they went into the house it was like a housewarming they start feeling sick really and i think one was pregnant and she had a miscarriage oh my gosh so you this know is- it's just yeah, it's just un, it's just stuff like that. The home would get really hot out of nowhere. Uh huh. Right, and it'll ride up the food because it gets unbearable. Oh my gosh! So there's been cases that uh that that's been going on in these areas, but since then I haven't really heard much about it. Mm-hmm. That's why I was kind of surprised that I was actually gonna partake in it or experience something like that for myself because I thought you know oh that was back in early two thousand nine. Uh huh. Right. And now, you know, here we are in, in 2022 and, and I finally went into this neighborhood and, and I'm actually just seeing it. And I was like, wow, man, like this is weird. That is really weird, Richard. I'm not sure there anything could be done when it's that widespread. And I know you, you know, the history of this, which is that was an original community for blacks. Yeah, yeah, Black Hope Cemetery. Yes. And yeah. from way back, I mean, I don't know, the 1800s, 1900s, 1800s. I want to say maybe the 18. I would assume 1800s, but I'm going to go looking this up. I really am. I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to, because I really think that whatever started with that in the Native Americans that were also on that land, it's like somebody put a curse on the land. I believe that. I've heard that and I believe that that can happen. Yeah, that's true. You know, I've heard of a lot of people that have moved into a home that was on Native American land that they cannot live in that home anymore. They try and they just can't because it's like the whole land has been, been exactly. soured, you know, or poisoned. Exactly. And that's why in the Bible, it, it tells you to pray over all your property. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot I, of people just, they get a house and that's it. They just get it and they don't think about that. They don't think about praying for their property. They don't think about the foundation. Mm-hmm. They don't think about praying for their kids or their wife or their husband. And then when these things happen, 
they sit there uh, fabergasted like with their hands on their head like what's going on and no experience of understanding how to wield the sword is the is what you get and depending on the power of power of the evil that you're uh, addressing and that's the other part you know some of it's less powerful than others but obviously they have a hierarchy in the evil realm <laughs> so <laughs> some of them are more powerful than others yeah. you know i i know that where you're at right now these these things sound really scary, but they also sound like they're afraid of you, and that's a good thing. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not even gonna say yeah, but <laughs> I'm just glad that like I haven't really seen anything to the point to where it was in my face, threatening like 100% seeing it. You know, like all the way. I'm just mm-hmm. glad that it's just bits and pieces. You know, oh yeah, darting around the corner like it's trying to hide. You know, when we first moved in here this house there was a lot of weird little weird things that happened and i know the house had had one owner but her son had committed suicide and not in the house but anyway she was very close to that son and you know he had had a lot of mental trouble there were times i would be sitting in the room that i guess when he was a kid was his bedroom you know right. it became my tv room literally i would see something dart out of the you know my eye like you're talking about yeah. I'd, I'd be going, Oh God, here I go. I'm just listening to too much stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But one day I looked up, I don't tell these stories much, but one day I looked up, there was, there's fans in every room, you know, I looked up at the ceiling fan and although the woman had painted over all this stuff, it had started to bleed through. This was probably a year or two of us being here. I look up and one of the fan blades says on written on it, death. No kidding. No kidding. Whoa. I know. And I thought, okay, we're done with this fan. <laughs> so I literally yeah. pulled that sucker as fast as we could and got it out of the house. That's the kind of thing that can actually cause a house to go bad. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm blessed because I we do pray all the time around here, and this house is very calm and peaceful now. Those things don't dart in and out that I used to see, but it does take prayer. And I agree with you that when we built two houses, we had two built at one point in our lives. Each foundation we prayed on and over. Absolutely. And I agree, you know, the power of prayer is, is beyond our understanding and it works. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, like I said, every day is made new. So people sometimes will pray once and they think it covers the whole week. And it's like, that's not the case. Oh, like, no. <laughs> every day, because in the Bible, it says you don't know what the next hour will hold. Amen. You know, like you don't know. So like, you worrying about next week is like focus on it's like it pretty much tells you to focus on the now the today mm-hmm. focus on today because you got plenty of time to worry about what's going on today because you wouldn't know what's going to happen by midnight you know i so, agree yeah so it's important every day is a new battle so you have to you have to pray over yourself and your family and that i can't stress that enough to listeners that's listening too so you got kids you got a wife you know and you love them you got to do the right thing. You got to, y'all got to learn to pray over each other because it's, it's tough out there. Things that happen, it, it, you may not understand what's going on. It, it, or it may, it may seem like it's something you can describe or fix in the natural, but that's, it's not, that's not the case. It's deeper than that. Praise every day. And you know, Paul said, pray unceasingly. It can be done. Yeah. It, so, can be done. it, it don't have to be 30 minutes. Like, no, you, you don't have to, like some people think when you say pray. <laughs> Because you're laughing because you know what I'm going to do. Like when, when, when people be like, pray, they, they, the first thing they think about is like, you, oh, Lord. Ah. 
<laughs> you know, it's like just, just going crazy or throwing your head up and your eyes rolling in the back of your head and <laughs> yeah. saying stuff and, and saying definitions that you don't even know. And <laughs> you got to touch the ground and roll around and kiss the floor. And, you know, like it, it's not, it's just simple. You just come as you are. You exactly. can have a prayer that's like, you can have a prayer that's like a minute long. I don't even, you know, sometimes it's just God help me. And yeah, that's fine. I'm funny. It's funny we're on this, but I'll real quickly say that all day long, Jesus is in my brain and in my mind and in my heart. So it's not hard to pray when you constantly think about him. And I may be working and doing whatever I'm doing like right now, but I'm still thinking about Jesus. That's praying in a way because you're thinking about what's important. What, who do I give my life to? Right. Yeah. Enjoyed this podcast. I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. If you'd like to know more about me, go to M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-P-O-L-L dot com and or authormasterminds dot com forward slash M-A-R-Y dash A-N-N dash P-O-L-L. Until next time, may the wind always be at your back, the sun on your face, and the good Lord walk beside you.